What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering um, how to pitch WordPress, and in order to learn that, we're going to go outside the box a little bit. We're going to talk to someone who just decided on using WordPress as their primary CMS, and joining us for that conversation is Eric Sharp. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Welcome, or thanks for the invite. I, I really appreciate it, and I thank you for just putting on this podcast. I started listening to it about six months ago, and it's been so helpful for me with my own WordPress journey and everyone here at my agency. So thanks for your commitment and enthusiasm. I uh, really appreciate what you guys do. Oh, well, thanks for that, Eric. Really appreciate that. Um, you know, this is uh, certainly a labor of love in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> and uh, I really look forward to the opportunity to get to speak to someone new every week and learn something myself each week. So I selfishly kind of get content myself out of the podcast. Uh, certainly <laughs> helpful for me. I'm glad to hear it was also helpful for you. Um, and just for everyone else listening, um, some of the topics we're really going to be covering today. So Eric, um, Eric, you're the owner, correct, of Protofuse? That's right. Uh, founder That's right. and yeah, acting CEO right now and very heavily involved with client work too. Awesome. Awesome. Running an agency there, digital veteran, been at this for a while, but just recently made the decision to kind of settle on WordPress as the CMS of choice. And um, Eric and his company had dealt with WordPress before, but hadn't settled on it as the primary uh, CMS. And in the summer of 2018, kind of started this journey about making that decision. 
And so we really wanted to kind of bring him on today because I know a lot of people have done podcasts and webinars and things like that about, you know, how to pitch WordPress in this way or that way. Um, but we often don't hear from someone that was kind of on the front line of that decision, or at least recently on the front line of that decision. And so that's what we want to kind of capture here today in this podcast. So Eric, the first thing I start with everybody, um, and this kind of funny because it ties directly into the theme of this <laughs> podcast, but what is your WordPress origin story? When was the first time that you personally um, touched or worked on WordPress in any way? And I, I've listened to enough episodes to know that this question was coming. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, no surprise. So I've been able to prepare for it because it is a little bit of a long and windy road, but ultimately I started out in the web design world in 1999. That's when I graduated college. And when I uh, graduated and I started working at a company, we, we built, the company I was working for built a bunch of custom websites for the Fortune 500, mainly banking institutions. So they built a lot of custom backend proprietary content management systems, not only content management, but application dev systems as well. And so, you know, I'm thrown into this world of web design at 19, 19 years old is when, uh, how old I was when I graduated school. And my first sort of CMS 101, it was around sort of custom uh, proprietary content management systems. And, and you know, David, the, the first version of WordPress didn't come out till around a couple years after that, right? 2003 or so? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my early in my career, my view of, the, of a CMS was very much shaped around this idea that, you know, there really wasn't, it wasn't open source. You know, the community was basically the community at the company, right? The developers and the people that had put it together. And everything was custom, custom backend, custom tools. Um, so that was my sort of first take on the backend side of things. And then in 2001, I believe the blogger platform kind of took off. And I started, wanted to personally blog at that point. And then I believe uh, a couple years after that, WordPress, of course, came out. And I switched to WordPress just from a personal blogging perspective. I thought that was pretty easy. And I think I did that in 2008. That's when the whole back end, I, I think, got uh, redesigned, I believe. Is that right, David? I'm trying to remember. I have a whole presentation I do internally around the WordPress history, and I'm trying to remember that uh, part of the timeline. But uh, sure, why not? Okay. Yeah, I think Happy Cog had uh, a part of that or something, the redesign effort, and it, the whole back end dramatically changed. And I started to look at it and think, "Wow, this is this is gorgeous. This is this is something I want to use." So. Anyway, fast forward a couple years after that, um, my company, Protofuse, we were part of another company and we rebranded, kind of restarted on our own and we needed a website up and, up and running for our agency. And in 2013, that was my first real, or first real experience of using WordPress from the agency perspective. So we bought a theme, we customized it, got it up and running, but I still wasn't sold on WordPress at that point. Uh, we dabbled in a, another content management system, which I know we'll get into here in a second, David, but that's the long and windy road. Sorry, it was a little little much there, but that's, that's no, the story. No, 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 that's great. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have had that experience, certainly those that have been in the industry for a while. I started my career in 96 and very closely mirror that process. Um, so I think that resonates for me for sure. I think a lot of other folks listening so your agency is operating, right? You've used it to build your site, it sounds like, and probably dabbled in it in other ways. 
And you fast forward the clock and kind of when I entered the show, I talked about how in the summer of 2018, you kind of started on this journey to settle on kind of the CMS of choice. Um, why did you need to do that? Like, it sounds like maybe you were operating with custom CMS or maybe a kind of hodgepodge of different things, but what was the driving factor that made you decide that, hey, I really need to kind of focus or settle on uh, one primary CMS? So there were a couple different factors. Uh, the first factor is uh, we had two content management systems that we had deployed and kind of were supporting for our clients. One, which mainly drove a lot of the websites that we built was called Contao. I'm not sure if anyone listening to this uh, has heard of that uh, content management system, but it's been around for a long time and it's open source as well, built on the, on the LAMP stack. And we had a developer that we hired years ago, just really believe in it. And he really drove the use of it uh, kind of within the agency. You know, he didn't have much WordPress experience, but he loved this Contao system and it, you know, it did the job and uh, I wanted to make him happy, keep him happy. And uh, again, it did the, did the job on the front end for our clients and our clients seemed to be happy with it. So we had that and then we had a couple WordPress sites uh, which really were were dictated from from the client side. They said, "Hey, we want to use WordPress, right?" So they were coming in and being advocates of the WordPress platform and said, "Hey, if you essentially you want our business, uh, you're going to have to use WordPress." So we had a couple sites in WordPress and we had a lot of sites in Kintao, and we just kind of got to a point where the management of both content management system was just getting too difficult for my team. And uh, we wanted to streamline our operations. We wanted all everyone that was updating the the sites uh, within our agency to kind of just know one content management system and not have to kind of toggle back and forth. I kind of like compare it to if you've got let let's say a, a PC that you're running at work and then you go home and you jump on your Mac laptop. It's like all the shortcuts have changed. You know things are a little bit different everything kind of slows down because you, you know, you're trying to dabble in both systems. It was kind of like that a little bit. So part of it was just from an efficiency perspective and overall management, having two different systems and bouncing back and forth uh, was, was really getting difficult. And then another thing is we repositioned the agency to focus specifically on B2B technology companies uh, back in January of 2018. So, Part of that repositioning, we had to take a really, really hard look at our products, or not our products, but our services and our offering overall, and say, what can we do to kind of standardize and streamline things? And I think the content management system issue that we had having two was a big driver for that. So one was just overall management, you know, team's comfortability with it. Uh, you know, we had two different hosting companies. Uh, managing things. And then another was the repositioning to focus on a specific niche, uh, which, you know, we still kind of feel like we're underway on that, but that happened technically January of 2000, 2018. So it sounds like from the high level, the, you know, context switching was a drag. You were having some um, kind of shift in position in terms of the customers you were focusing on, but also the demand coming in. And I want to appeal that back a little bit more, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Eric Sharp about choosing WordPress as his CMS of choice, a decision he just recently undertook starting in 2018. And um, Eric, right before the break, you were sharing a little bit about your motivation for why you had to choose a CMS. And, you know, I think a lot of agency owners, especially non-technical agency owners, share your journey, right? The first CMS choice was whatever your engineer thought was the best choice (laughs) or may not have been the best choice for your customers. I went through the exact same exercise in the agency I owned um, with a little bit different outcome. So I had an engineer that was demanding one CMS and I said, I'm not getting any calls for that CMS. I'm going to go with WordPress. So for me, it was really demand driven, but obviously context switching um, can also be a powerful driver. You mentioned that, you know, how difficult it was to kind of shift between the two. Um, So you, Earlier in the show, they shared kind of your WordPress origin story. You kind of talked well about the demand and the context switching, but what was your like impression of WordPress at first? Like you mentioned, like you guys wanted to do like a B2B focus. Um, Like, did you have a positive impression of WordPress when you first came out or did you have to like work your way into that? So I, I think 
the reason why we took so long to switch to WordPress is I think myself being the agency owner and kind of the leader of our company, I did have a stigma towards WordPress. And yeah, I think I, I couldn't shake that because I had that developer kind of in my ear, <laughs> you know, that was very adamant about using Kintao and um, not to beat him up, you know, he, he had a comfortability with it and, you know, he was able to do his job really, really well. And at the end of the day, our clients trusted us and most of the clients that were running Kintao, they, they were okay with what we recommended uh, because we had a really great relationship with them and we were giving them the results that they wanted. So I think that was part of it. And I think that, again, the stigma that I had early on in my career, like I mentioned when we first you know, started recording here, is when I, when I kind of stepped out into the web design world, everything was custom. Everything was custom built. So I think I carried that stigma with me and I had to kind of shake that a little bit and kind of sort of reevaluate uh, what WordPress could offer, you know, both on the front end and, and on the back end. And once I started to realize how far along WordPress had come over the years, I started to kind of look out at other things like the community. I mean, you just can't beat the community of WordPress. I mean, it's just, uh, with, with uh, the other content management systems, it was really difficult to find a, a quality developer and find some support. But with WordPress, that it's not that difficult. So we really loved that. Uh, we loved the all the tools and the partners, including you know WP Engine. Uh, not to put it in a plug for you guys, but you know we. I won't switched. complain, Eric. I won't. Okay, complain. okay, you won't complain. <laughs> so we we uh, a big part of you know the WordPress is you know we were hosting with a different company with those you know that all these sites that were running that other content management system, and we just needed. Uh, sort of to buy into the entire ecosystem of WordPress. So finding someone that would allow us to manage and take over all these sites and do it really, really, really well without being so reliant on a developer was huge for us. So the partners and the tools and the, and the quality of developers and the community, it just was a no brainer. Once we started to kind of take all that in, I kind of shook the, the, the stigma, right? Of WordPress is just a blogging platform. WordPress is actually a content management system that we can use. Um, even with our new niche, with our, you know, you mentioned B2B tech and that, that repositioning that we did, we, that was a big driver too, because we wanted to have all the tools, all the systems, all the people in place that would sort of embody this new ecosystem and allow us to kind of create these repeatable systems to bring in clients, you know, create that great client experience. So there's just a lot of factors to all that, but those are the main ones. Yeah, I think it's funny. A lot of times when people think about technology decisions, especially with, say, coming from the engineering mindset, it often is anchored in capabilities, right? You think, can I do this? Can I do that? Do I have this kind of flexibility or not? You know, it's interesting, and more and more people I speak to who are kind of in this zone of choosing a CMS, hiring in the community plays a bigger and bigger uh, role in that decision because you're not just picking the thing that may or may not line up with the functions or features that you need, but also the thing that's going to be able to be fueled by your business operations, your hiring, your onboarding, mm. the talent you hire across the board, and the impact that has. I know one of the, my favorite exercises to do with 
CMS or any technology is to go to Indeed, search for resumes, put the keyword of the piece of technology, if it's key to my business or whatever it is, into Indeed and see how many people have that in their resume. Um, and it can become, it can be super telling some of these edge case CMSs with very few people even in the United States or your native country, let alone the world. Um, and I think that's interesting to hear how big of a role that played for you. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And the, the technology and the people were such big drivers for us. And, and when we, we did this repositioning, David, back in, you know, like I mentioned, January of uh, 2018, we knew that we were going to have to reach out to existing clients that were running that other content management system and say, hey, <laughs> we're going through some change here. And we would really love to retain your business. You know, we've built trust with you guys over the years. We've delivered really good results. But here's the deal. We're switching to WordPress. And your hosting is going to change. And we need to convert your site into WordPress. And that was scary at first <laughs> because we knew that some clients uh, were really not doing anything with their site. You know, they weren't really investing into new updates or new enhancements or really pushing anything from a digital marketing perspective. So we're like, goodness, this could mean that we're cutting ties with them. And so uh, fast forward through that whole process, we sent them an official letter. We told them, hey, this is why we're switching. You know, WordPress essentially is, you know, running 60% of all websites today, right? Something uh, like that. Of all CMS sites. Of all CMS websites. Of all sites, yeah. Right. So a, th right, a third of all websites built with WordPress and then almost two-thirds all sites that are built with a CMS use WordPress, right? So we, you know, we, we flashed those statistics in front of them and we gave them an idea of how we were going to kind of take their hand and walk them through this. And, and a lot of them said, we trust you, Eric, and they came on board and it was a, a no brainer. And then there was a handful of other ones where we, we lost them, you know, we lost the accounts, but we, we knew going into it, it was more important for us to choose a platform, choose technology, choose people that were, that was going to allow our our agency to scale um, rather than hold on to these clients that weren't really doing much, you know, for our, for our agency. So it, it was kind of risky, but uh, not really. And in, in hindsight, it was, you know, I wouldn't have done anything different. That's a bold move. You know, I didn't realize that part of your story coming into this interview and, um, you, know, I, you know, it's just kind of even shocking that you would take such a bold stand with your customers to let them know kind of where you're headed with your business and what they need to do to kind of come along for the journey. Um, sounds like some of those people didn't come along, which makes sense. Um, I'm, I suppose for some sites, but for those that did, like, what was the, did you get any feedback? Like, uh, I guess whatever you say, Eric, or were they excited <laughs> about the opportunity? So uh, it was kind of a, a mixed bag. Uh, there were some people that were very familiar with WordPress, either they had dabbled on their own personally, or they have heard of it and they, they fully embraced the transition, you know, the other content management system that we were running. It didn't, had a very technical back end. And so updating content, adding blog posts, that type of thing, um, was really difficult. Uh, and just to give you a little insight on that, there were, you would go in, you would edit a page and there would be like three save buttons on it. It'd be like, you know, save and close, save and go back or just save, you know, so like little nuances like that where it's like, well, you know, yeah, let's, 
let's switch to WordPress. This sounds great. We, we know what the backend looks like. We, you know, we, you know, it's funny you mentioned that I was in a meeting with a giant media company. I can't see who it is, but they were choosing a CMS and uh, it was a room full of people that had all used different CMSs in their line of the business. And uh, they were trying to decide on CMS and WordPress, of course, was in the mix. And I said, how many people actually have experience editing WordPress? Not all of them had you know, used it in their job, but every single one of them had raised their hand, um, despite in their day-to-day -day job using a completely different CMS. And I think that familiarity is another thing people overlook. It's not just the developers that are easy to hire. All of your content creators, your digital marketers will likely have had some experience with that. I think it's another valuable point people overlook. I want to ask you some more on this, um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, uh, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com the Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Eric Sharp of Protofuse about his somewhat recent choice to choose uh, WordPress as this primary CMS for his agency and his business. 
Um, right before the break, Eric, you were sharing a little bit about the familiarity of your customers when you kind of let them know you were going to be kind of switch, moving their sites onto WordPress. Uh, I'm just curious, like, what was the kind of uh, rest of that story? Did they, <laughs> they get on board and start using it and do new things? And did they embrace it as a CMS and actually use it? Or did they let it sit there like a brochure site and not do much with it? So we wrote this really long letter to the to our existing clients, and um, I knew the people that were going to get excited about WordPress and kind of embrace it and be okay with the transition. It it, it wasn't going to be a struggle, uh, but there were others that uh, didn't weren't really involved with their site. They were treating their site like a brochure website, which, you know, if, if you, if you look anywhere around our website, you know, I have blog posts written that say, you know, why does a brochure website or why a brochure website doesn't work anymore? I mean, that's, you know, we're, we have a pretty strong viewpoint on that. And so our, some clients were very much treating their site as a brochure website and, you know, they weren't really generating much revenue for our agency. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of knew that once this letter was delivered to them that they were going to say, wait a second, our site's working fine right now. Like, why do we have to switch to another CMS and how much is this going to cost us again? Like, you know, no thanks. I, I knew that that was coming, David. So I kind of anticipated it, but I also knew that when we repositioned our firm that there was going to be some, some purging and there was going to be some change. So um, kind of like, you know, we needed to kind of take a step step back in order to take two steps forward, right? So, we we really um, had to kind of get on board with this idea that we were going to lose some clients along the way. And you know, no matter what we put in the letter, um, even you know everything from the the statistics that we just cited a little bit earlier, as far as the the breadth and depth of of WordPress in the community, but other things like you know, when we chose the content management system for some of these clients years ago, that content management system was typically on the top 10 content management systems in every article that you would find online, right? So like top 10 content management systems and so on and so forth. We couldn't find one article that listed that content management system anywhere in the last year or two. You know, so we had all these statistics for WordPress and then we said, hey, look at this current CMS that your site is running. It is a dying content management system. The community is shrinking. And, you know, some just didn't care about that. They looked at their site. It was up and running. It was fine. They updated it once or twice a year. So those were the clients that we lost. We kind of anticipated that. But others got really excited. They're like, yes, like we are looking forward to WordPress. We know how to edit. We know how to update. Um, it's a lot more sexy on the back end <laughs> and, and, uh, we fully embrace it. So, uh, it was, it was, there wasn't really anybody in the middle. It was either, no, thank you. We're going to find a new hosting provider or, Hey, we're all in. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you talk about it in terms of kind of one step back and two steps forward, you know, and I think agencies and freelancers in general have a large, a huge variety of these bold moves that might create those moments for clients raising your prices, changing the way you work, changing the technology you use, and you kind of lose some customers along the way. But if it allows you to refocus your energy and um, do that in a way that's more meaningful for both your business and your clients, then ultimately that's better for everyone. Um, I know we've, we've covered a lot of ground here today, but I wanted to kind of, kind of leave with one last question here. 
Um, are you happy with your decision so far? And has it actually helped you take those two steps forward um, or grow in any way? We are very happy. And the, the, the one thing that comes to mind for me is just control. When we were, when we had two content management systems and we had the developer that was pushing the one and, you know, my team was bouncing back and forth and we had different migration processes and, you know, we had two different hosting providers. I just kind of felt like things were out of control a little bit, but now with sticking to one content management system, you know, even things like getting a really good understanding of, you know, the plugins that we want to use across the board for our clients, right? You know, that's a process that took time to, to educate ourselves on, you know, which ones do we want to be advocates of, which ones do we want to install and be watching out for updates and so forth. So little, little nuances like that, all the way to just feeling like we have control of our clients and their websites and our hosting um, situation is dramatically different. You know, with WP Engine, of course, we, we've got a lot more control than we had previously, which is with backups and the different environments. So um, we just absolutely have embraced that and love that. So um, has it impacted it? You know, we're still early on in our, in our, our, our positioning that we've, we've changed here to focus on B2B tech. You know, that's, um, there's been things from a prospecting perspective and how we do lead generation um, There's a I lot am, of leads out there, right? With all the WordPress sites at 32% of the web. Um, but it sounds like overall, it's helping you with your efficiency, yep. helping you as well with your growth. Still early days, but it's uh, just the beginning of your journey. And uh, it certainly was helpful for me to learn a little bit about your decision process today, what brought you there, and I think other okay. people as well. Uh, but Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, David, it's, it's been great. Hopefully, hopefully what I've shared is going to be helpful to your audience. Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about what Eric's up to, you can check it out at protofuse.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.